that's different. <laughs> start. What was what was that? <laughs> Welcome everyone to episode number 78 of the Almost Blues Brothers podcast, brought to you by Piota Health and Performance and proudly powered by the Blue Broad YouTube channel and podcast network. I'm Joe. I've got Dan. I've got Jules with me, which are you know, this is it. This is what you get from this podcast. The three of us, mostly every week. Now that Jules is especially back from Spain, but it's been a long off season. It's been, yeah, it, we've had a couple of speed bumps getting to this season premiere of the podcast. I've been sick a couple of weeks ago. Dan had some some life things pop up on Monday, but we're here now, boys. This is it. It's where How it starts. It's where it How starts, Joe. What's going on? Good boys, good boys. Obviously, it's been a big off-season with things happening um, and even some things happening amongst ourselves, hasn't it? A few of us have been getting away and doing some odd things and Joe's been getting some tattoos. No, I haven't. Oh, this I lost Joe. <laughs> I reckon we have a bit of a comment in, a, that's, in the that's comments fresh. below that's, and we'll see what everyone thinks. That's genuinely fresh. That was done about four hours ago, six, or six hours ago, so... Up to you in the comments. You can tell me whether or not you like the the red chili there. But if if you don't, bad luck because I can't get rid of this thing now. I've got it for life. Josh, Josh White's put in there red hot chili peppers. It's not nothing. Bad, to, nothing to do. That's nothing actually what do. I imagined. That is. It's actually what Jules said. So, look, if if you're watching us or listening to us for the first time, because this is the first time we're on YouTube. We, I thank you know we thank Terry, we thank Blue Broad for for having us, and we're going to be here all season. Um, if, if you haven't listened to us before, and obviously no one's watched this before, we are lifelong mates, are we not? Are we still mates? <laughs> it's, caused it's caused the riff. Well, we're, we're lifelong mates. And we, when I say lifelong, we're, I'm, I'm genuine. We've known each other for 25 plus years at this point. Um, and Dan, if you want to, I don't want to go back through the whole reintroduction of it of how we met and whatnot. But there's one story of how you and I first met that I know you like to tell because it gets a bit of a rise out of you usually. Go to episode one of Spotify and you'll hear it. <laughs> nah. <laughs> no, what happened was um, we were, how old were we, boys? Maybe. I was, I was eight. I think I was about 11, 12. Yeah, I think I was about eight. Yeah. We were 11, 12. Joe was probably eight. Anyway, we're playing soccer at an academy. Um, is it the, was it the first time I met you, Joe? I don't think so. I think I met you at one of Jules's, like probably Jules' house or something. Anyway, we're playing we're playing soccer there. Joe's joined this academy. He's all enthused. We're doing a shooting drill. <laughs> Jules has his shot. Good shot. Jules is a good player. Yeah, Jules is a good player. I have my shot. Really talented individual. <laughs> Joe has his shot, misses completely, but really enthusiastic, very enthusiastic kid. Runs, but doesn't see the pole and hits it head first. <laughs> I was eight years old, man. Like, geez, what do you want from me? I I this, the eight. best part was that no one went up to him and said he's all right. I think he cried and went home. <laughs> I did. I actually did. And all I remember was you laughing, pissing yourself yeah, off. Yeah. So anyway, we've known each other for a long time. We've known each other for a long time. We're all lifelong blue supporters. The boys, for whatever reason, they got this running joke between them that apparently I was a Collingwood supporter at one stage. But that never, I can promise you that never, ever was the case. We've all, always, all three of us, it was never the case. All three of us have been lifelong blue supporters. We still are. And unfortunately, like many of us uh, at this age, have never, ever seen the success to any extent. No. So, look... This is, this is the third season of the podcast, episode 20, 78. Well, I said 28, but episode 78. And let's hope in, the, in our third season, boys, that at the end of this, we can open a beer together. And to start season four, we can reminisce on a very fruitful off-season as premieres this comp. I agree and with I'm that. Yeah, I like that, Joe. The other thing we can reminisce about is the evolution of Jules's hair. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's just going off from strength to strength. Viewing it's the first time that we're on video because if you had a seen Jules a year or two ago, um, just a lot shorter. Jules, what's going on there? Explain. 
Looks like uh, a mushroom. You know, obviously the boys <laughs> in society are just, you know, going on, you know, with the fades. And I thought, you know what, might as well just grow it out and slick it back. But it's not not slicking back at all, to be honest. It's just, <laughs> it, just, it just sits up. It's a bit, <laughs> it's a bit weird. But, mate, you need the headband. You need the Jack Grealish headband. Yeah, um, boys, all right, if, you, go. if you haven't, we, we're going we're gonna to start getting to this now, I think, because it's a bit of nah. Actually, You know what? How was your off season before we get into it? How's I haven't even I haven't seen I haven't even seen Jules really until this point for the last two months. Dan, I've seen you a couple of times. What have you, what have you been doing? To me? <laughs> Anyone want to answer? Yeah. Well, you said I've only seen you a couple of times. That's because you've been away. Um, otherwise, no, I went away, pretty relaxing holiday up at Byron. For those who haven't been, highly, highly recommend Byron Bay. Um, we did the drive up, boys. So um, we went to Paul's Festival there as well. So it was pretty good. Jules? Um, I'm lucky enough to have the full, you know, five, six weeks off. So, um, you know, just a lot of day trips and, you know, to the beach. Love getting to the beach in the summer. Um, yeah, and enjoying it, obviously, with um, friends and family, to be fair. Dan, Dan you had... Oh, he says he's been to the beach a lot. Yeah, you received a text at all to say, "Oh, hey, I'm going beach day, boys." Mm, I'll check. Hold on. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> well, Joe was away, obviously, and then Pov, you know, he works, you know, from four a.m. to about nine p.m. every night. So I was away, and that's why I asked Dan if he'd received any text, not me. So you got to listen on this podcast. You do need to listen, otherwise, how's your time away anyway? Obviously, we've had a chat. But, um, you know, obviously listeners will probably be interested. Where'd you head? No, I don't think anyone's going to be interested. I only went to South America and Mexico. Nothing. <laughs> oh, it was good. It was a good trip. I had a wedding uh, over in Colombia, which was which was nice. But, uh, yeah, good to be back. Good to be back into this. And very, very much looking forward to the season. And official, I mean, unofficially, the season starts tomorrow, boys. First practice matches tomorrow on uh, KO. And ours is on Friday, which we will get to later on in this episode. But before we do, if you haven't already, please go and follow us uh, on socials, on our Twitter at Almost Blues Bros. Been doing a little bit of a days to go countdown since I think we're 117 days out. I haven't missed a day. So 22 days till, till the open up. If we can tick that off, it's a tweet a day for 120 days, which is, it's good for us. We're not very technologically savvy, so it's, it's nice. Um, and on Instagram as well, go and follow us at Almost Blues Bros. And the reason I say go and follow us is look we try and do the best in producing content and there was a video after collingwood lost uh in the prelim last year obviously they broke our hearts and it couldn't have ended any better for for them from our perspective in that prelim and there was a video that we posted of this bloke that a few of you will, rem uh, will remember it doesn't get any better than that champion i'll tell you what to put up with the shit that we've put up with for the last few years it's been a fucking nightmare we hate it right then to come out and pump these assholes who have done nothing but put shit on us for so long. Get a big dog up, you Collingwood. You fucking deserve it. Fuck you all. So we posted that and I thought, yeah, like this would be good. Like, you know, it, not only Essendon supporters, but Carlton supporters resonate with this bloke. And, and it took off, boys. We got a million views on that little snippet and a lot of comments and a lot of likes. And a few people said, bring him back. So I, I scoured the country. I, I travelled across the land to try and find where he was hiding. And, boys, we got him. I might not be a Carlton supporter, but the content from the Almost Blues Brothers, well, it doesn't get much better than this podcast, champion, I'll tell you what. Being an Essendon man myself, watching Collingwood in 2022 was just a fucking nightmare. We hated it. What Jamie Elliott did to us, Essendon supporters, was the same feeling I bet you Blues fans had in round 23. Whether you're a Carlton or an Essendon supporter, we can all agree on one thing. Watching the Cats and Swamps pump those arseholes in the finals this year after they've done nothing but shit, put shit on us for so long. Get a big dog up, you Collingwood. You fucking deserve it. Fuck you all. Over to you in the podcast studio, boys. How good is that? I genuinely, I genuinely love it. It's actually sensational. It's so good. It's so good. So we should try to get him on um, when we play Collingwood. Uh, sorry, when we play Essendon at some stage. You know what? Yeah, I will. I'll follow up with him and maybe we'll do a little preview with him 
when uh, just before we play the Dons. But that's the sort of content you can expect from the Instagram and from the Twitters. So you ha- if you haven't, Almost Blues Brothers on Instagram, Almost Blues Bros on Twitter. Um, now, just a few other housekeeping before we get into it. This year, obviously, we're on YouTube for the first time. Um, and we'll be on YouTube and on the Blue Abroad YouTube channel every single week. We will be looking to release on Monday nights just after the Blue Abroad show at 7 p.m. We'll be on at 8 p.m. Sometimes live, sometimes pre-recorded. We're not too sure how that's going to work yet. Um, for at least the foreseeable future, we're probably through StreamYard, but we are looking to get into a little bit of a studio setup at some point. Got a bit of equipment to, to sort out and whatnot. Once that's done, we'll try and get some live in-person shows going um and that's it you can see us here pretty much from now until i guess the end of trade period boys each week uh, also boys we want feedback from our listeners because obviously it's our first time on youtube and we want to get better so feedback's important yes yeah speaking 100%. of feedback we usually do a little 360 feedback mid-season and i haven't told us this yet but we're gonna do have you changed it up do, we're gonna do two we're gonna do two we're gonna do one. one. We're gonna do one before the mid-season break of yeah. us giving each other feedback, very honest and, and open and whatnot. And then we're gonna do the mid-season one where we ask for feedback from the listeners. Oof. And that is that, that gonna there, be is that gonna be in audio form? No, it'll be it'll still be on video. What do you mean? Of course it's gonna what do you mean? From listener, from listener. Itself, oh, I mean, well, yeah, if you want to send voice messages in, you can to the Instagram. Otherwise, we'll just do it live. We're going to do a live show of 360 feedback, and you can just hammer us in the comments. Do it if you Jeez. want. Jeez, no, hey, I miss you, boys. Look, we're back into our groove. Joe's demanding and setting plans without us, without consulting us, Jules. And you don't know what's going on. So, what's so to be honest, boys, I don't know when, where this, all, this is all going to end up. <laughs> well, here's here's how you know that we're back into the groove of things because we've got a comment here from the Lazy Conqueror, who's obviously a listener. He's asking, we get a count on at the end of the day from Dan in each episode, which I reckon if you wanted to count that, I, re- I reckon he says it oh, close to 20, 25 times an episode, I would say. <laughs> to be yeah. fair, usually I'm the one that actually uses a phrase multiple times over the course of an app, and I reckon Dan's... I think we're on to one for Dan. If anyone wants to count the amount of times Jules says, obviously, go for it. But you're going to be in the 500s by the end of this episode, I promise you. Either that or do you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> All right, boys. I think that's enough rubbish. We haven't done this for a while. and it, This is good. I'm glad. It's, uh, we're back. I'm going to say it. And one, please, one of you say it. Don't do both because the audio cuts out and you should know this by now after 78 episodes. But, boys. Without any further ado, let's get into it. All right, let's go. Boys, straight into it. It's, it's obviously been a long off season. Now, uh, there's been a lot of content from the club, which has been nice because we've seen sort of where the boys are at and there's been a lot of interviews. There's a, there's a podcast on summer sessions and whatnot. We heard from a few of the players and coaches. Um, in terms of, before we get into expectations, just in terms of what you've seen, I guess, in the off season and throughout the preseason, uh, what's your gauge on the club and where we're at? Um, from what I've seen, boys, I, feel, I think there's a, a big tone of trying to get better. Um, I'm pretty sure Hamill spoke on it. I think he had a bit of a, um, in the media only about a month ago. Um, even McLean recently, um, recently he said exactly the same thing. Um, I haven't heard too much of like um, sort of harnessing exactly what we're trying to get better at. They didn't really speculate, speculate, speculate about that too much. Um, but yeah, obviously improvement is, is great. But, um, you know, obviously we won't be able, be able to see too much, obviously until round one um, or the practice match on on Friday, but yeah, just obviously the ongoing improvement, obviously added a few new, new fresh faces um, into the club as well. Um, both young um, and obviously a bit more mature in acres. So I think it's exciting times to be fair. And hopefully we can build on um, what we did in 2022. I think the biggest thing I got out of it was learn, learn from your mistakes, learn from the previous year, 
How do we get better? How does that not happen again? Because there was a lot of lessons from last year that this group needed to to rectify coming into 2023. Um, and I think that will be a big message from Vossi um, to look at those. Again, a lot of more moments, but there was things that, again, with experience, hopefully in this year, we'll see, we'll see us, you know, steamroll teams. Yeah, I think... I think for me, when you look at when you look at how when you look at the messages that are coming out of the club this off season and throughout this preseason versus prior preseasons, and we won't talk about injuries yet because that's that's a separate issue altogether. But if you take that out of it, if you look at the messaging, if you look at the the way that the players and the coaches are speaking about their feelings about the group and their feelings about what's to come and what's ahead, there is there is a different emotion to it. Like it's not like previous off seasons or pre-seasons where we might be as fans, we might have hope and you might try and pump yourself up to go, yeah, we're going to win more games this year. Yeah. We're going to do this. We're going to do that. It's almost like, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know about you boys, but for me, I'm real calm. Like I'm not, I'm not overexcited about what I'm going to see. I'm not, I'm not under, like, I'm not, not looking forward to it, but it's not like, in previous years when I'm chomping at the bit for us to start because I want to see if we can win round one. It's, it's almost like yeah. it's expected. But that's because, Joe, and, and that's where when you posted this question to us saying, boys, what's your expectations for 2023? I think I told you, boys, that at the end of last year that they need to show me now. I think that's why you are so calm potentially. Well, that's why I'm sitting back and saying, "What? I need to see it. I need to see it now from this playing group because I'm over going, oh, my God, this player's come in. Oh, we've got this guy here now. Nah, nah, nah. I'm over it. I just need to see it now from the boys. So whether they already know that, and it was interesting when Sincotta got announced that he was going to be part of the squad, he, I think the goal um, of, and what the boys and the playing group know, or the, or the club itself to to push for, you know what, finals are an expectation, to, to win a premiership. I think that's blooding around the club now in the in a big way. Yeah, I mean, and Sincotta is actually a good one to bring up because that video of when he was announced, that shows, I guess, the emotion of the group as well for something that probably in seasons prior, like, I don't know if you remember when we signed uh, Michael Gibbons and Matt Cottrell, but there was never videos like that that we got as fans. There was never an insight into how the group reacted and whatnot. But to see... The emotion from the group for him and like you know like you've worked hard for this mate like you know you've earned it that for me as a fan i don't know if it's because we haven't really had this insight prior to this season or if there is a bit of a shift in the group but as a fan i look at that and go they're united like it's the first time i look at this group and 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 can say with all of my heart that this is a united football club yeah but the club's yeah. involving us the club's involving us now us members, we're being involved a lot more in that sense, Joe, through these videos, etc. Joel? Yeah, yeah I, I agree 100%. And, um, you know, even like with Hamill um, and Mackay, I think the wording, um, they're all aligned. They're all using the same terminology, guys. So I think that's really important. And even um, Ed Kerno, the Cutting Football Club on Instagram and probably most socials and even of the website just posted um, an Ed, Kern, uh, Ed Kerno um, quote. Okay, and I feel feel like this just sort of epitomizes where we are, and um, potentially, obviously, where we're going as well. And he said, "We have things that are cl that clearly we hold dear to us, and that's being a good teammate, nailing your role in the system that we're playing, and then knowing your position in the greater world of the Carlton Football Club." So I just feel like as if the words and the way we are doing things, um, we're on the right track. Hopefully, we can put that into games. That screams to me, that what you just said there screams to me, Vossi. Yeah. That, yeah. that really does. That screams to me. And now he's at the group for his second year. Now he's going to impart more of that. So let's see how these boys respond. <laughs> we need to see round one. You know, yeah. we need to see the, we need the season to kick off. And obviously we've got to be patient for then. But um, they, again, I'll say it time and time again, they need to show us. Take, take yourself back to... I hate doing it, but take yourself back to round twenty-three, right? So after after round twenty-three, after, after round twenty-three, there was a bit. Of, it was it was a pretty quiet pre, like period from the club where I think for 
you know, two or three weeks, there was there wasn't much that we really got, and that's fair enough. Like, I, I think everyone was in uh, a bit of a state of shock, fans and club alike. But after that two three week period, there were photos that emerged of Cripper in the gym, of Walshy running, of all these players getting straight back into it while the finals were still going. I'm not like it wasn't even after the final series. It was like while the finals were on, these boys were back in the gym. They were back doing training. They they were doing all the extras that. I have never, ever seen from this football club. I'm sorry, I can't name a player. I can't name a player in in the time that I've been alive and supporting this football club that has gotten into a gym or back onto the pitch to train and run that early in the off-season. And for me, from that point, I knew. From that point, it, it was it – was, well, it was still devastating that we weren't playing finals, but I knew, for me personally, I knew at that point that it was going to be different, that they, they haven't gone into their shells after that round 23 loss and gone, oh, well, we just can't get it done, to no, no, we need to get it done, and this is how it's going to be done. Joe, completely, and that's a culture shift around the whole club, that, that happening, yeah, purely down to culture. Culture and aspiration and endeavour to achieve a goal for the whole club, Yeah. However, for me, that's all irrelevant if you don't learn from your mistakes of last year. Simple. Yeah. I feel like as if, like I said, the the standards have definitely shifted and definitely shifted in a positive direction in terms of the habits that we have. All right, and I guess you can see it. And I feel like as if, especially Vossi, he has the players, um, or even the whole list um, as a whole, and even coaching staff in the palm of his hands. Um, and you can see that in terms of direction and you can see that in terms of even what the, the players and the coaching staff says about him. Um, but in terms of going to the next level, I feel like as if it's the manner in which we play. And obviously we're building on consistency in terms of what was good last year. And we sort of, we went to that big contest of finals like footy, manic pressure, but it wasn't good enough for long enough, boys. Um, and then obviously we need to add a few more um, bows to arrows um, as well. And I'm talking about in terms of like our ball movement, whether we're we going around the arc, I think acres is going to be a big help in that area. Um, and then even trying to, you know, go for the corridor with 45s as well. Um, and I think that's been obviously worked on um, from what I've been told as well um, over the off season. Well, it's going to be, that, that'll be something to watch on Friday, I think, uh, for the, the preseason game against Collingwood, which we will get to uh, to finish off the episode. But I guess from all of this, if now we've looked back, I guess, over the off-season and what we've seen. If you look forward, boys, first thoughts, because just prior to round one, we'll do our, our full season preview of the Blues and the AFL and whatnot, like we usually do. But I guess today, what are you expecting? What's what's the expectation? Is it is it to make finals and win a final? Is it just to make finals to get the monkey off the back? Is it top six and a home final? Is it top four? Is it a flag? Like where are you at? What's what are the expectations for you this year going in, and what what's going to be a pass mark at this point? Um, I'm say aiming. It. Say it, Jules. You honest with you? Sorry. Say it, mate. I know what you're going to say. Say it. For me, it has to be top four. All right. That'd be no. So let me explain myself. So top four would be, I would say, at the level which I think our playing list, um, and with this game style that if we do bring it for long enough, we should be. Pass mark would be eight. So in the eight finals, but at least a win. I want to be going at least in the second round um, of finals, at least. I feel like as if that's where we're at. But to be honest, boys, with the list that we have, you know, we should be going deep, to be fair. I'm sorry. The 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 pass mark end goal, what you're expecting, needs to be the flag. I'm so it has to be. You're not playing, you're not playing with like what you mentioned, Jules. We've got the list, we can see that we've got a brand of footy that's un, unstoppable at times. I'm sorry, we can win this whole thing. As a pass, prelim. For me, this this comment is probably one that I think I agree with most. So, and and it's right. Like every team, every team should be looking to win a flag every year in Utopia, right? 100%. Obviously, there's some teams, yeah. but there's some teams that know that they probably just can't. No, right? but your core your core goal needs to be to win a, a, a premiership. It has Absolutely. to be. Towards yeah. that, 
especially especially for a group like ours that are where they're at right now. So especially for a group that has two back-to-back Every time I say it, every time it comes out of my mouth, it's ridiculous to think that we didn't even make finals last year. We got back-to-back Coleman medalists and last year's Brownlow medalists in the same side. And those three players are still yet to play a final. Yeah, That is, is ridiculous. It's insane. I, 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 never, ever have they played a final. That's what I'm saying. You can't be looking at this playing group or, or our club and looking at it as a normal situation because it's not. Because where we should be is miles in front of where Agreed. we are now. I'm sorry. Agreed. And I think I'm with Jules. I think I think making finals and winning a final is gone. That's it. Like you had last yeah, year yeah. to do that. You had last year to do that. You got, contrary to what a lot of people probably say, we got our finals experience in those last two rounds. Like we were both, most of us were probably there in round 22 and round 23. Those games were the most intense games I've ever attended, ever. Do right? you need finals experience? Well, it's probably this is this is the point that I'm getting to. I don't think you need actual finals experience. I think you just need to feel the pressure. And those boys felt the pressure of finals and more in those last two games. There were two elimination finals they played back to back. We lost both of them. There's learnings from that. So you can't say that they haven't had the experience in 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 that tight, tight pressure situation. They've got that now. So winning a final is gone. It's got to be more than that now. It's got to be for me at least a home final, if not top four. And if you're making top four and you get the double chance. I'm happy because you give yourself a real shot at that point. You give yourself a real shot to go deep, like real, real deep. You lock in a home final and a double chance. So I feel like from the expectations of the club and what we've heard, I feel like that's what they're aiming for. I don't I don't feel like they're going to try and settle for any less than that. Yeah, I, I see that. I, from what I've seen from, from the club, I, I agree with that. It's just us as supporters as well need to see that. I, I really believe it, that we all need to – as a you know, as the Carlton Football Club, need to aspire and have that mentality to that that pass mark is premiership. And until us as a club look at that, then we're going to go nowhere. I'm telling you. And we've seen a culture shift. It's it's massive in one year. It's been huge with with even the way that 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 we've responded in losses, for example. And you know, but I'm sorry, you need to yeah. make the benchmark the, as far as possible. The thing yeah. is. The thing is, though, is um, have, have the club, are we there yet? That's my question. Yes. yes. Are we there yet? Uh, but have they, shown, have they shown Absolutely. us that we are there yet, though? How, how, they how need to show us, Jules. They need that's to what, show us. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm how saying. Can, how can we not I, I think we are. With the, list, with the list that we've got, how can we not be there yet? Tell me. Any other team, listen, listen to me. Any other team, right, that played finals last year, you give them Harry Mackay, Charlie Kerno, and Patrick Cripps, they win the flag. Tell me they don't. Yeah. So how are we not how are we not ready for a push just with those three alone? Forget the fact that we've got Hewitt, Kennedy, Walsh, Chera in the midfield. Forget about the fact that we've got Jacob Wiedering as the general in defence and we've got Sam Doherty and Adam Sard and these AA defenders that are holding up the back six. Forget about all of that. Just Brownlow and two Coleman's. You put that in any Boys. other side of the comp and they will push for a flag. I need to take his back. You know why I say yes, Jules? Joe, you're sitting next to me and I watched a quarter of football against Sydney and I looked at it and went, this team has got it. We've actually got it. And all we need to do, everything needs to align like it does for every club, like it did for Richmond. Shit just aligned. They were in turmoil the year prior. Yeah? You t- you got a headache, Joe. No, it's here. <laughs> Mindset. It's, the, it's between the years. It's yeah. between the years. They don't, we don't need more talented players. We don't. We've got them. Like, it, that's proven. Individually, they've proven that they're talented players. It's between the years. Listen, I'll tell you one thing. The only thing I will say about last year, and I'm and I'm the last person to blame injuries or having, but we copped it a bit last year in that regard, yeah. And like us, like I think we all said that our list last year, our bottom was too far from what our good or our great in our side, yeah. So if that gap becomes smaller, then we'll win a premiership. But you need to make that. Do you know what I mean? You need to make that a lot closer because yeah. the players that were stepping in, regardless of the system, they weren't able to execute. I'm sorry. 
But when you have the amount of players out as consistent as you did, that bottom six slowly, slowly does get further and further away from your top crop of players. Yeah, for sure. For sure. So, And it's it's a good segue because we're going to talk about some Blues news and we'll start with, let's start with injuries considering we're here. So it's no secret. So you've got the likes of George Hewitt, Pittenet, McGovern, Dirds, all on Kennedy off the list, Frank, that have been mostly on modified programs. Martin as well. Martin, Martin. Yeah. You've got season-ending injuries already to Sam Philp and Zach Williams. Unfortunately, the Zach Williams one, that, that is what it is, but it's still an injury nonetheless, right? And you've got uh, Cunners coming off uh, two years out of the game. What what else what else have we got? Like you, you, we can already name almost up to ten players that maybe have question marks going into round one on, yeah. on how good their preseason was, right? So we're talking about the fact that we had an injury list of fourteen or fifteen at one point last year. I'm pretty sure it was in one week. <laughs> we did, we had fourteen or fifteen players we couldn't choose from. We've already got nine or ten that are either on modified programs, out for the season, or doubtful for round one. Walsh is another one. There you go. Cotters, Boyd. This is what I'm, this is what I mean, right? So. How confident are you on the point that you were just saying about, you know, injuries hurt us? How confident are you looking at where the list is already at now before we've even played a game that we're going to get that right this year? Because obviously, and it's not just us that, that say this, a lot of our supporter base and the media, it's in the, it's been in the media all week. Our fortunes are down to how healthy our list is, plain and simple. Yeah, correct. Yeah, I, look, I think, yes, it does play a part, um, but I'll take that. Um, Jules looking like I, I think it does play. I think it does play a part. Um, but I think um, I did see a stat, and I think it was only in the recent, only recently in the last couple of weeks that um, I think I can't remember the exactly the amount of games that was missed by a top player, and I think it was like a top five player or a top ten player um, on a list. Um, we were like thirteenth, and Geelong were twelfth. You know, so look, you know, you can look at it in both ways. Um, I guess, but I prefer to miss our players now in the off season, as long as they're available, fit and available throughout the course of the season. Um, um, even though I think it does play a part in terms of the continuity and the structures and game plans that you're trying to implement over the off season. Yeah, I agree with that. I agree with that last bit, Jules, hundred percent. I do also believe in accountability and I feel as though, are you about to laugh, Joe, or not? No. No. <laughs> I am a big believer in accountability. And I feel as though if if the injury list is what it was last year, then fingers need to be pointed at certain people. And I think knowing Sayers, they will be very quickly in my mind. I think, because I think. It, it's not on. But time will tell. If he gets their bodies right and we get the players that we want and, and, for, the foreseeable, and for the future, we do have a healthy list, no issue. No issue. You know what I mean? But if uh, I think I think accountability needs to be there if um if our injury list is as long as what it was last year, because it's not on. You oh, can't be community. You actually can't. You know, I'm with you. I'm with you. Because it's not it's not only just last year. Like think back to the year prior and the year prior to that, the Russell and that high high performance department have been there. Like injuries aren't a new thing for this football club. They're not. Yeah. Some of them are freak incidents, ACLs and whatnot, that's fine. But the repeat ACLs. And the repeat injuries and the, and the stress fractures and all these things. Yeah, that... For me, the foot one, I feel, is a bit odd. I don't know if maybe, I don't know if this is true, but maybe there's something wrong with the surface at Icon Park and the training or I'm not sure. But the recurrent foot um, stress fractures is um, is a bit odd for me, especially. Uh we're not we're not experts. Dan is, but Dan can probably comment on. No, no, I said what I need to say. Oh, like I said, they know what they're doing. Like they're they're more experienced than me in that area. Actually, so, Jules, you got you got a you got a degree, so you could you, could, you actually can comment if you want. You can do it if you want. I'm not going to tell you what to do. Jules just copied, if Victoria Union watching, Jules just copied my work. Yeah, I don't know, and and if VU is watching, I, I reckon there are a few people in Jules' classes that might have actually put his name down for him because I don't know how many days he actually went. To be fair. <laughs> Not many. <laughs> if any. Uh, all right. That's, I mean, that's, that's injuries. And yeah, look, for me, our, 
I think our success is going to be built on consistency with this list. And if we have an injury list like we did last year, where it felt like there was one player every week that was going down, forget about it. Like everything that we spoke about, about expectations, yeah. it'll go out the window for me. No, you can't. You can't be competitive. Simple. Can Boys, can we can we talk about the match, Sim? Because I want to keep something a little bit positive. Uh, did you boys see a few highlights and stuff from that? Because can we talk about Fisher, Motlop? Can we talk about these guys? Because I'm sorry, they impressed me like a, And again, it's only a little snippet, match sim, whatever, but they look good, real I think, good. I think Zach Fisher is going to have a year. He yeah. went into my super coach. That's how, yeah. that's how much I liked him. To, to, be fair, to be fair, I feel Zach Fisher is going to go on another level and have a break. When I say breakout, he, obviously he's been in the system five, six years now. Probably should have happened a bit earlier, but I think this is the year for him. Um, and even Motlop, I reckon he's if he doesn't kick 30 plus goals this year, I'd be surprised. Yeah, Motlop, Motlop plays 22 games and kicks easily. Yep. easily. Yep. Yeah, that's that's my call for you. I know, I know we've tried to erase the round 23 game from our memory, and I, I only just thought about this the other day because I don't, I don't like to think about that game. The thing about that third quarter when we kicked, I think it was. It was like 50-plus points on him. In a, I think it was 52 points we kicked in that quarter on him. Jesse Motlop announced himself, like, in the biggest way on the biggest stage. If we had won that game, right, so if we win that game, we're sitting here talking about the, the, about the Jesse Motlop performance. He was the breakout player in that game, and he took that into a finals campaign. That's what we would have been talking about. The fact that we didn't win, it goes under the radar, and I'm telling you now, this kid – Dan, to your point, those highlights, they just look they look electric, man. They look like, electric. He like that's not them making him look good. Like he genuinely looked unbelievable. It was a joke. We saw it. We saw it, we saw it from almost game one. Remember in the Saints game, that pretty much almost goal of the year that he kicked. He took on three or four players and kicked a, a check side on the run. Like mm-hmm. he's done this from five, six, seven games into his career. So he's now got a full preseason under his belt, bigger body, probably a bit quicker, a bit more football smarts. If you're not excited about Jesse Motlop this year, at the very least, I don't know what you're excited about. Yeah, but he's got a brain. That's why. Yeah. That's why. That's why you're seeing what he's seeing. Because first and foremost, the kid's got a brain. So yeah. he uses classes. He's silk. I think we've got a, a big player on our hands. To be fair, the other the other boys. I got a question just while we're on this before we get back into the match team and then into the preview. On the Blue Broad Show on Monday, Tez and Pom spoke about Owies, oh, Dirt, and Motlop. Can you mm-hmm. play all three of them? Yeah. With with Jack Martin and Zach Fisher? Personally, no. Personally, no. Interesting. Yeah. I, I, I've been thinking about it a little bit this week. I reckon you can. Um, I reckon you can. For me, you leave well, out always, in my opinion. From... from yeah, so I'd leave <laughs> Well, obviously there's going to be a like on the bench, a few players on the bench out of that, those crop. But who's your mainstays for the wing positions? So obviously you got Acres in. He'll, Akers. he'll go straight in. Well, Acres and then probably O'Brien, right? To start round one, considering there's yeah. no Cotter. Yeah, I think so. And then yeah. probably okay. going to be playing midfield to fill the wall. All right. Um, yeah, and then obviously you're going to have Fisher roll through on the wing as well. Um, so yeah, I feel like as if potentially he could. I, I look at Zach Fisher and go, I don't think he's going to play that forward role as much. I feel like he's going to get a lot more midfield minutes. And as as a high half forward or even coming off a wing or a halfback flank at times, like yeah. we saw last year, but probably more so. You got Jack Martin, you got Jack Silvani up there as as two that can that obviously pinch hit as well. TDK pinch hits if you play the two rucks. But I still see a spot for all three of them, to be fair. And I know you said, oh, he's Dan, but go back and have a look at some of his kicking inside 50 last year, man. Pinpoint. Hmm. And Tackle, when he gets the opportunity, he scores. His pressure and his tacklings. I just rude. think, I just think, and you and you know this, Joe. I'll I'll give you one back. I just think you can't leave out someone like Jack Martin because of what he brings. Think I'm about. I'm not saying to leave him out. I think you can play them all. All of them. I reckon you can play them all with the injuries, especially with the injuries that we've got already going into. Right, let's, oh, let's that's remember a different this discussion. Fully fit or with injuries. No, I'm talking about where the list is at. If we, if right, we're so let's, you know what? Let's remember this discussion, and then when we get when we head 
closer to round one, then we go through our best 22 to go up against Richmond. Then we can come, we can um, go through it a bit more. I'm telling you, I'm going to have all three. Of you. Uh, boys, do we throw honey in there? No. Didn't show, enough for me. Didn't show enough for me last year. He's got to prove yeah. it again in DFL first. Go, Dan, continue with your uh, with your match team. Um, oh, do you know what I do? You know what I did like? There was footage. There was footage of uh, Cripps and Kennedy going at it up in Damn Queensland. It. Yes, they actually had a bit of a tussle. massive contest. Love Tackle, it. Love hit, it. Bump, and then after after it, Cripps obviously giving a bit of a bit of a high five. And look who's joined the chat in the comments, Mr. Reese Miller. Doesn't want to come on the show, but he's, he's actually in the building. <laughs> is he? Yeah, he's in the building. I heard him. He's out for dinner, is he? Yeah, yeah. get him to have a little. Get him to have a little sneak peek. Oh, I'll see what I can do. Reese, if you're you're obviously watching, if you want to just stroll into the room where Jules is and you want to come on, feel free, man. Like we love you. The audience loves you. We can't get enough of you. Like you're the favorite. You are. You're I'm actually the favorite. Anyway. I agree. Matt Kennedy, I wouldn't say he's brown like Smokey, but I would say, I would say, actually, here's a stat for you. We didn't win a game when Matt Kennedy didn't play last year. I saw that. Yes. How's that? Yeah. I don't know if I don't know if that's correlation or causation, but you know, it's it's there's something in that. And he was yeah. he was probably the biggest improver last year, to be fair. He carried yeah. his second half season form from 20. 21 straight into 2022 and hit me where I'm running. Mm. Yeah, I think it's going to be interesting to see how obviously how we line up even on Friday, to be fair, boys. Um, see how big the squad is as well and who's going to get a look in. Even the younger boys, obviously, with Holland and um and, and the like. Here's I one really like, I really like Cowan, boys. Yeah, so yeah. he looks like a he looks like a, a beast. He looks he, he looks like a 30-year-old in an 18-year-old's body. Yeah, that's, <laughs> the guy's ready made. He's, He's ready ridiculous. made. He he will be in my round one side. I'll He's ready made. Back. Um, I, I wanted to ask a question about. Oh, to, to be fair, just to go back to about, injuries. Yeah, go. Just quickly, um, here hearing a few things we got um, and obviously in the media, um, well not even in the media in socials, obviously with Cunners. Um, not sure. Um, I don't know what we've heard, um, but uh, potential shoulder. Um, and obviously, potentially going to scans. That's what I've heard. Um, I don't I know if everyone that, else in the comments has um, heard that as well. Um, but obviously, I heard it through over the course of the day, and I've had some people um, message it as well. I'm not too sure. It hasn't really been confirmed by any legitimate sources yet. So I think we'll just wait until the club obviously announces anything. I'm not reading into it until it comes from yeah. the club. Um, now I want to talk about just quickly before we get into the preview for Friday, Hudson O'Keefe. This is just this is what I want to talk about. So we sign, we got we got two spots that get opened up by Sam Phillip and Zach Williams on the long term injury list. So on a halfback flanker and Alex and Connor, great, exactly what we need. Yep. good ball user has proved himself at NFL level. I think he's going to play a role this year. I really do. <clears throat> and then we sign a project Ruckman. Yep. What does it tell you? What is there anything? TDK. Yeah. Okay. This is what I'm getting at. So, is that alarm bells for you that we've signed a long-term project ruckman with TDK coming out of contract and still not signing, and still probably more so at this point on the side of not signing and leaving than staying? Um, is it is it a worry? It says a lot. Yeah, uh, for me, um, I feel to keep him. Because I feel like as if other clubs, other other rival clubs will offer, I wouldn't say big money, but I'll say decent money for him. No, no. They're going to offer big money, I'm telling you. Big. Um, obviously, the going home factor as well, yeah, I think is there and genuinely there, um, especially go with his go. brother playing for go Geelong. On. Down the highway. Go uh, <laughs> but we'll see. Time will tell. You know, if, if he obviously hasn't committed by mid-season and then obviously it sort of lingers on for longer than that, then obviously, you know, yeah, potentially he's going. But it's a it's a wait and see. It's a wait and well, see. But I feel like as if the club are oh sorry, or is protecting themselves though, for sure. Yeah, definitely. I think a lot of our heads uh, our our mindset was around the club protecting themselves. Jules, I, I agree with you hundred percent because um that's where my thought process went straight away. Um, I'm actually yeah. glad you brought that up, Joe. Very yeah. interesting. And it's actually good planning by the club too, to be fair. Yeah, I agree. 
That, and to, to be fair, that actually goes to show where the club is at and how f- much further thinking they're actually doing um, in relation to list management. I feel like as if we've um, grown in a big aspect in the, or in that aspect um, in a big way. Sorry. Okay. And I agree with John. Well, I'd, I'd like to think I agree with John here or at least believe this as much as possible that it is, that it's just, a, it's, it's a just in case. But I just thought it was, I thought it was an interesting pickup considering who else, like we could have taken a Sydney stack, we could have taken someone with a bit more, you know, there was a bit more dynamic considering the players that we lost and a project Ruckman, it just, it stood out. And if it doesn't well, stand out. Fair, we were pretty depleted, Joe, there as well. Last year. Well, we've got Murkov yeah. now too, who's come on. Oh, yeah, and true. by all reports, apparently if Pito and TDK, and TDK go down, he'll he'll get a look in straight away. Yeah. Like, and without without question, he's, he's come along a long way. he has so. to. No, I'm just saying, like, he's come a long if, way. If they were to, yeah, yeah, if they were well, to go down. Last year, if he had have come in, yeah, I would have been a bit concerned. This year, the based on what the messaging is from the club around Murkov and what we've seen, if he came in, I have no issues. Basically. Well, what so have we seen, team. though? What have we seen? Pommy described him as a bit of a Ned Reeves type. So, you know, Ned Reeves from Hawthorne, big bean pole, strong, yeah. tap ruckman. That's... That's what you can expect from him. And he's he's developed to a point where I think the club would be confident enough giving him a senior game if needed. So this is why the Hudson O'Keefe one just puzzled me a bit because we've now got one and a half Project Ruckman and then two Premier Rucks plus JSOS, the pinch hits. That's five Rucks yeah. on a yeah. list. You know? Anyway, I just thought it was interesting. All right. Let's finish this off. We got We've got a bit of time here to talk about this. And I'm not, I refuse to even write their name on anything this year after I love how you do that. Sensation. Well, it's true. They are. They're complete. Baz would love it. I've got (laughs) a good shout out to Baz. There's been, there's been pre season previews from, you know, Tez Tez has done one and a few few others have done them. And I don't want to sit, I'm not sitting here straight up and just going, what do you want to see? Right. I'm still bleeding so much from round 23 that this practice match as a fan, it's a practice match, right? But my blood is boiling, boiling to a point where this practice match means so much to me. And I, I can't I can't remember a time where I've ever said that a practice match means a lot to me emotionally. Because if they come to Icon Park on Friday in a practice match and they beat us, I'm going to be so pissed off. Like beyond beyond the point of where you can convince me that everything's all right because it's just a practice match. They shouldn't even get close that, to us. I don't think at that level, Joe, I'm sorry. I don't think at that level you should be going into a practice match with a mentality to not win, regardless. Well, yeah. we'll get it. We're obviously going to talk about the preview and what we want to see. But like, Does that then question your culture and your mentality as a club, if you do? Well, this is what I'm saying. What, what if... What is oh, look what for me? For me, it's whether it's a you know an AFL season game, grand final, prelim, semi, practice game. If it's a, if it's a match sim, you know, or, or um, practice game, intra club game, whatever it is, I'm going to win. Like that's the mentality that we need to have in a football club. Obviously, playing against Collingwood, arch rivals, definitely don't want to lose to them. But I don't want to lose to anyone. Um, so look, boys, I'm, I want to win. It's that simple. I don't care who we are and who. Uh, sorry, who we're playing. No, um, I do. I no, sorry, um, sorry, I do. I care. I care. I care this time. This time I care because the last time these boys stepped onto a park against an opposition side was against this mob that took it away from us with a minute to go. I care. I actually do care a little bit more, and I would, I would hope, and I would expect that I see an intensity that's not a practice match intensity. I want to see an intensity where we, we're out to hurt people. Sorry. I want to see big bumps. I want to see big tackles. I just do. In this game, the Sydney game, the week after, do whatever you need to do. Play with your lineups. Play with whatever you want to do. This this game and the significance that it's Collingwood as our first hit out of 2023 after our last hit out of 2022, I'm sorry, it has more significance than any other practice match. You can say whatever you want. Yeah. Look, being amongst obviously a different sport um, at a semi-professional level, Playing big preseason games against rivals, which I have done in the past. Um, look, they're still big games. Obviously, you don't want to lose against um, you know the opposition, 
But in saying that, you still got one eye on round one. You need to be smart. All right. So they're not going, for example, if it's Crips and they're gonna they're gonna play sixty, he's only gonna be playing sixty percent of the minutes. Uh, then he's only playing sixty. That's what's planned for him. That's what that's what they're gonna do. They're not going to make him play 80, 90% of the game time just to win a game of footy. They're not going to do it, especially well, when I say game of footy in a practice match. They're not going to do it. I can well, guarantee I'm, I'm not I'm not saying I'm not saying play players 90% game time. I'm saying when you're on the park, when you're on the park, bring an intensity that is I above can assure a that is above a practice you. match level. Bring an emotion, like let that fuel you for a practice match. I don't, I don't care. Let it, let, it, assure, let it come forward. I can assure you the players will. I, that should be with any practice that's, match. That's, that's that's I understand it means more, but that should be with any practice match, mate. Yeah, of course. You can say that. But what have we seen in prior years? Like <clears throat> up until last year, I can't remember the last time we won a practice match. Sorry. I know, but, what, but look at what's had to happen to get to last year. I get it. I get it. But <clears throat> my point is it's got it's to be there from the start. This isn't a training drill. For me on Friday, I'm going there. It's like we, I go to practice for me personally. I go to practice matches in the past to go, uh, yeah, what, what are we going to see across the ground? I don't care if we get the win. I don't care if we, I don't care how much we lose by. I don't care how much we, I just want to see that there's, that it's different to last year, that we're working on things. I don't care this year. I don't care for Friday. Just get a win. Get a win for me. Yeah. Look, for me, obviously, I want to see a win. Um, I want to see the consistency um, and being better for longer in the contest, like we showed last year, and but it needs to be for longer. Um, I want to see the manic pressure in the forward line. So if Motlop, Durden, if he does play, I'm not sure. Um, Always and the like, honey, I want to see them manic pressure because that's what the coaches have stated, obviously in the past um, and even preseason. So if that's what they're stating in terms of the game plan, how we want to play, that's what I want to see. I don't want to yeah. see slow ball movement if the coaches haven't said that that's what we're working on, okay? So for me, that's what I want to see. Another thing I want to see is the ball movement in terms of, you know, obviously utilising acres because I feel like as if acres is going to be a big asset this year and I want to really want to see how we utilise them because I don't think we utilise the wingers enough, um, especially in the past. That's well, what I want to see. Now that we've got a true winger in acres, you, you can. And you can look to adopt a, maybe a different style or a different way we, we use the ball. But I just want to see that identity that we showed and, and that philosophy and that brand of football that we saw at our best from last year. I want to see that implemented into this practice match and obviously be smart with player management and stuff because I, I, I don't want to see any more injuries. I'm sorry. As, and that's where, Joe, there's a fine line and, like, don't get me wrong, they're all professional athletes or with, you know, I understand that two, three years ago they didn't have that mentality and we didn't win a practice match, but they'll be going in there to win. But you have to also be smart about player management because if we get more injuries, well, what if Cripper goes down? Then what, Joe? But we beat Collingwood. Who? What? All right. Yeah, cool. Obviously, obviously you don't want an injury. Right? Okay. You're right. There's a fine line, but all I'm saying is toe the line. That's what I want. Toe the line. Stay on the right side of it, but toe the line. Don't stay away from that line. Like, go in with an intensity. That's that's all I'm asking. Not training drill. Yeah, let's run our setups. Let's run our, our lineups and this and that. Nah, like hit a contest hard. Hit a contest like you'd hit it if if you if you were going to tackle someone in the regular season. Attack. Vossi will drag them. Vossi will drag them if they don't. Well, this is what and this that's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. Hard footy. I just want to see hard and honest football. Do whatever you want with your lineups, but this is the first hit out, and you've got you've actually got a bit of a point to prove. You do. Yeah. Plain and simple. What are we thinking in terms of how we're going to go out for in terms of the rucks? How are we going to go? Do you reckon they're going to go with uh, Jay Sauce and Pitto um, for the majority, yeah. or how do you reckon they're going to work it? You'll probably see Kay and Pitto. You'll probably see you'll probably see it all. You'll probably see Pitt on Jay Sauce. You'll probably see TDK and Jay Sauce. You'll see Pitt on TDK, and then you'll see all three. <clears throat> yeah. Okay. Mm. I think I think that's going to be interesting how how they do it. To be fair. Pardon me. I've lost my voice. Uh, I just get too fired up, boys, when it comes to this mob. I'm sorry. Like someone made a comment before that. 
Essendon, I think it was at the start of the episode, Essendon, and this is true for me, I don't know if it's the same for you, but Essendon were a team that I hated more than any other team in the comp for a long time, up until last season. Like, I actually understand the Carlton-Collingwood rivalry now. Like, it hits home, whereas it never really used to. Anyway. Uh, boys. I like this, to be fair, I like the Shane Matthews comment about Hollands potentially playing off half-back like Dacos. Um, yeah. Okay. So it could and, be something to actually look at. To be fair, obviously get some get some easy ball, and obviously with his poise and skill to be able to hit up targets, could be something we look into. It's a good comment. It's a good comment to segue into it. So who who are you looking forward to seeing? So leave leave the leave Cripper out of it. Leave Harry Charlie because obviously we're all looking forward to seeing how they all mesh and whatnot with another preseason on the belt. But of the new arrivals or maybe the second year players, who who is it that you're most looking forward to seeing? In the first hit out to see what they can bring. March Bank. Good call. March Bank. Good call. That's all I want. That's all I'm going to be watching for the whole game. Yeah. It'd actually be pretty interesting to see the mix down back, to be fair. With the likes of McGovern, March Bank, you got obviously Weeders, um, Young, uh, got a few tools. So, and they're all actually pretty consistent. So it's going to be interesting to see how what happens there. Um, I'm not sure, to be honest with you. I've got a few on the on the tip of my tongue. So it's hard. But for me, it's hard to go past Motlop. I actually want to see him in the flesh and see what he's able to produce. Um, yeah. And then obviously, you, you got the young crop in terms of the first years. Um, yeah, like Hollands and Cowan heard um, some good things. But yeah, I'd have to go with Motlop. I, I think... There's two for me. I think with Hollands, Hollands isn't one of these two, but I think with Hollands, he's going to, he kind of, I don't know what it is, but maybe it's just because he's a bit more slight with his frame still and he's he's got a bit bit of weight to put on and whatnot to carry himself. But I feel like he's going to surprise a few on Friday. I feel like I feel like in the flesh, watching him, he's really going to surprise a few regardless of how he might, how his body might look and how it needs to mature. I think yeah, but you can see. Skills and whatnot. I think you know what you're going to get with him. He's he's yeah. a pretty smooth. He, he looks a really smooth smooth mover, mover, um, and good ball user. So I think that will impress a lot of people with the way he just gets around the ground and the way he uses the ball. Um, but it'll be good to see. And I know we've mentioned him a few times, but Cowan's the guy as well. Well, this is this is one of the two. Let's so as good as what or plays mm-hmm. as good as what he looks anyway. We've, we've got a spot on half back. Plain and simple. That's open. And there's going to be a few players that probably put their hand up for it round one. I'm so looking forward to watching Lockie Cowan off halfback. I'm telling you. This kid, I, I don't know why I'm so confident in this kid, but I, I, it, whether it's his left foot and what he can do from a kicking perspective or his dash or his build, or just the, he just looks like a footballer, man. He looks like a footballer at 18. He looks like he's played just in, in vision and photos, he looks like he's already played 50 games. Like he hasn't stepped onto the park yet. And I think on Friday, you're going to see what he can bring to that half-back line. I think, I think, and I hope for his sake and for our sake, that he's going to put his hand up for round one across these two practice matches in a big way. In a big way. Is there. Yeah, the opportunity is there. What's your tattoo yeah. say? What? Opportunity is now here. Or does it say opportunity is nowhere? nowhere. Ah, very good. Uh, the second one is... Doc through the midfield. Doc through the midfield for me, that's the other one because obviously there's been a lot of talk about it over the off season. We saw it for two games to finish off uh, 2022. I, I want to see Doc doing what he did for those two rounds in this practice match. And just to give us a bit of confidence to fill the Walsh voids, you go, we're going to be all right. Like we're going to be good. We've got our midfield still intact. The, the, the dynamic of that midfield still there. He's going to fill the void and he's going to rack up. 25 touches, have eight clearances and be a really, really damaging midfielder for us. I think, with, I think with Walsh's injury, I think for me, my mind keeps going to seeing Kennedy and this another evolution of this player um, with the opportunity he's going to be given as well. Um, yep. He's going to evolve again, I'm telling you, boys. Yeah, for sure. I think even Sincotta, I think it's going to be interesting to see. He's actually had it hard um, in terms of actually getting into the AFL system as well. Um I was listening to one of his interviews and he did his ACL only in 2020. So the beginning of obviously COVID and lockdown, he actually went to, um, in terms of his rehab, he went to go to, to do his physio treatment. He actually moved to 
the person's house, the physio's house, to so actually get treatment and um, and obviously obviously the re- go through the rehab with him during that period and then got the call from O'Keefe. So for me, um, it's a great story. Obviously another through the Carlton VFL system as well. Um, good news story, but um, I feel like as if we've got another player on our hands too. Obviously good ball, uh, ball user, but obviously hard at the contest. And I love his, some of these comments, like he just wants to go to war, go to war with some of the boys. So uh, I feel like as if it's another, even – you know, around the club, just a good good person. So I reckon we've got one on our hands. Predictions, boys. Margin, winner. To finish Carlton off. By, Carlton by 20. Uh, Carlton by 32. Carlton by 60. And if it's not, I'll be bleeding. What Joe say? What did you say? 60. 60, 60 All right. plus. <laughs> now, I'm going to be there. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try and get down for a little bit. Jules, you're going to be there? I'll be there. Dan? Yeah, I'm moving a few things. Done. You'll see the three of us there. If you see us, come and say hello. More than happy to have a chat. Um, And until, well, Monday night, which is our usual release time now for this podcast, and it will be each week, Monday, 8 p.m. Until then, boys, up the baggers. Can the blues. Can the baggers. Good to be back, man. How good?